Laura. Uh, welcome to episode number 94 of the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet is a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Now, if you listen to the podcast before you're sitting here thinking, "What this, this sounds different, what's going on? Well, it's because I'm sitting with my guest right now. Mike Campbell is on the show. How are you, Mike? Good, good. How are you, Tim? I'm doing so good. I'm so exhausted. Mike played in Ladderman. Well, I guess it's plays in Ladderman to an extent now. Question mark. We're a question mark, <laughs> question mark. We, we never want to put, we never, anything's possible. Uh, Laura Stevenson in the cans. Kudrow writes for Noisy. Uh, also a fellow attendee of WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, Louisiana, we are in my Airbnb right now, sharing a microphone, so a little bit different, a little bit fun. My voice is hoarse because I yelled so much last <laughs> night. Did you have a good time last night? It was a blast. It was, it was, I mean, everything was far and away exceeded expectations. It didn't disappoint, which is all you can ask for. I thought that the <laughs> card going into it was like, it was potentially going to be really great. I was feeling super optimistic about it. I went last year. I had, I think that this year's uh, event was a lot more fun than last year's, mm-hmm. um, and being in the Superdome was really cool, Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time, and you did the whole weekend, right? Yes, yeah, we got in at like midnight Thursday, uh-huh. so we had like a day and a half of no wrestling stuff, oh no, wait, yeah, midnight Thursday, so um, we just hung out for two days and um, did Ring of Honor Saturday night. And then Mania last night. And how was that? How was Ring of Honor? Really fun. Yeah. Um, my friend Tony Weinbender, who books the fest in Gainesville, uh-huh. he books a lot of those people that are on Ring of Honor yeah. for his wrestling. Like he has like fest wrestling. Right, right, right. So he got like first crack at floor seats. So he just he hooked us up. Oh, that's Good. so yeah. dope. We were like right on the entrance ramp. It was fun. And Cody Omega was <sighs> very fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at NXT and. You know, I I was talking to my friend Colby, and he's like, "Are you doing Ring of Honor or NXT?" I'm like, "I'm doing NXT." He's like, "Oh, I'm doing Ring of Honor, but I'm so bummed." It's like it's that's the hardest choice yeah, of it. Yeah. But the the end on both sides is that you're gonna see something great. Yeah. Did you watch NXT? Yeah. Yeah, we, I watched some of it here and there. Like it basically we've just had the WWE Network on in our Airbnb all weekend. We've been watching. <laughs> we've been watching Tough Enough seasons one and two. That's been that's, our that's move. Deep. Well, that's I deep all right because I I got in on Wednesday night and then Thursday I woke up and I was like, I was like. Oh man, I don't. I feel weird. Like I don't fly very well. My I got a shitty body, and uh, and so I was like, you know, maybe I'm just like twisted from the flight. Uh-huh. But then like my stomach was like, really hurting, so I went to take a nap on like Thursday afternoon, and then I was just, I was down for the count mm-hmm. Thursday night. It was horrible. I felt that's a so, bummer to start the weekend that way. It yeah. sucked so bad because I was also the last one to come. The crew had a great day on Wednesday, and I'm <laughs> sitting there Thursday, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't want to get into graphic detail. We're all good <laughs> now. Okay Every, now. <laughs> everything's okay now. Um, I didn't. I thought I was gonna be like passing a kidney stone at WrestleMania. That was like my worst fear. But uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time. It's like now. Now it's just the the Monday morning hangover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is your first 
WrestleMania, though, since 10. WrestleMania 10. Yeah. In Madison Square Garden. Yeah, which was, um, I vividly remember, I wanted, you know, every year I wanted to go or get it on pay-per-view or whatever, and um, that morning, my mom said to me, like, hey, where, if you could be anywhere in the world today, where would it be? Uh-huh. And I was like, WrestleMania 10 in Madison Square Garden. She's like, well, you're going. Oh and it was like the best God. best thing ever. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, and you, you grew up in in Long Island? Yeah. Were mm-hmm. your folks were your folks cool with wrestling or Yeah, I mean, I, it, I 10 was kind of I was talking about it with my with my buddies who I'm down for this mania with about how 10 was kind of I I almost like it I peaked or, uh-huh. or rock bottom of my right, my yeah, love yeah. for it whichever sure. like it was like okay, I've seen WrestleMania and, and then I checked out for like 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was I like, right after that? Kind of. You didn't I miss just, much for the first few <laughs> yeah. years. But. but yeah, I checked back in with like Attitude Era and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I didn't watch forever. Like after that, that was basically like, it's like, uh-huh. all right, you've done, you've, you've achieved that, that right, milestone. Right, right, and now right. like, I, I just like fell out and then, but got back into it. Um, How'd you get back into it? I think the CM Punk stuff and Daniel Bryan stuff was like, I was like, oh, this is interesting and you know totally i don't know it seemed like it had like a creative like a mindfulness and a creativeness that was like i hadn't seen same thing happened to me like i'm i'm here with uh with the the crew that i've been traveling to wrestling shows with since 2012 um you know four out of the six of us went to money in the bank in chicago oh mm-hmm. and you know it was it was like me and scott who have uh who have a uh, wrestling podcast that we just started yeah uh, we were living together we were both like english majors and we would like you know smoke bongs and like watch wrestlemania 13 and just yeah. be like remember how good this shit was like this storytelling is amazing yeah yeah and, yeah and then we met we met ben and he's like <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, this is you know. He was like into what we were watching. Yeah, right, right, right. I think actually his entrance was uh, was like, oh, you guys are watching WrestleMania ten, but um, <laughs> uh, he was like, guy, it's still pretty good, and that was right before CM Punk. Yeah, and yeah. So oh, okay. Just immediately yeah. sucked. I met him once on tour. He oh, came. CM I was Punk? yeah. I was yeah. on tour with Against Me. Uh huh. And we were just in the green room, and then just oh. Okay, there's CM Punk hanging out. <laughs> right. And he was such a sweetheart. It was really nice. I see him around. Uh, he lives in the same neighborhood where my uh, where my old coffee shop was. I was there for like five years, and there's like a kind of like a New York style deli across the street. And he and uh, AJ would stop uh, in there. Wow. All the that's, time. That's cool. Um, my my plan was always. To I always carry a book around, and if I ever saw him, I wanted him to sign the the cover page of my book, and also cross out the author's name, <laughs> which I I'm bringing that up now because when I was in New Orleans last, mm-hmm. met Sharon Van Etten. Oh, at the Coach and Butcher, mm-hmm. I was reading As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner, and I was like, do you, would you mind signing this book for me? And she's like, oh yeah, sure. And I was like, right under William Faulkner's name. <laughs> she's like, okay, yeah. And I was like, could you also cross it out? And she's like, um, okay. Yeah. That's funny. I just started rereading As I Lay Dying like a week ago. That's so funny you It's amazing. That. Yeah. that shit is so good. I read it, I read it in like, AP English in high school, and I haven't read it since. But yeah. I, I just like a week ago opened the opened it back up. He doesn't really have too many uh, accessible things. That's mm, yeah, one of them. Right, right, right. For My sure. My mother is a fish. Ah, the best. The best. Unbelievable. And when we read it in school, uh, the teacher like assigned each character to like different kids in the class. So we oh, read no. it aloud, like uh-huh. as like a group. It was kind of. 
yeah. really fun way to engage with it. Because it can be a little hard, especially for like a 17-year-old. He's so thick. Yes, yes. He's so thick. And I have a... The a, bear is like the short story, the bear. Yeah. So good. I love I it so much. That. It's so good. I, I don't know. He's like, I'll, I'll buy Faulkner books every once in a while just to keep them because, you know, one of these days I'm going <laughs> to get, get yeah. thick and ignore the world. Yeah, I have a compendium, like, uh, complete Faulkner just, you know, like it's like, yeah. you know. Uh, six <laughs> inches thick, yeah. and I'm like, um, maybe someday I'll I'll get into that <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. Um. So, but you were you were growing up in Long Island? Were you like in the city proper? No, in in Long Island. So uh. it was like um, like a 45 minute drive hour train ride into the city. Okay. So a little, you know, east. What'd your folks do? My dad was and is continues to be. Uh, he is involved. He was involved in like television production, animation. Um, oh wow! General media. Um, yeah, he owns a small business that was like originally in Manhattan, and he got he downsized consistently over time, and now uh-huh. he, he has like a office on Long Island, so he doesn't commute into the city anymore. Yeah. Um, what sort of animation? They did you? stuff for every. Like they did. They actually in the eighties they this sort of full circle they did yeah. a, like video editing for coliseum video oh really i mean that was one of like thousands of clients yeah, they had or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but yeah like his his company's name if you look at some of that old coliseum video stuff is uh-huh. like in the credits oh wow um, that's cool but he did stuff for they they did work for like cartoon network stuff uh-huh. and i mean they actually did animation like graphic animation for trump in like uh-huh. the late 80s and Whoa. he he yeah. stiffed he n- didn't pay the bill like he owes my Get the yeah no he's like one, one of like so many companies that he did that to but yeah uh, when when right. all that stuff was coming out yeah. my dad's like yeah he did it to me uh, yeah yeah so, but hey, he Woody got through his grandfather <laughs> and now Mike's dad <laughs> yeah so I mean it's just he was just general um, media uh, stuff um, and my mom she was stay at home mom for the first like fifteen years and then went back and she's she's an educator. Yeah. And still is. What what did she teach? She is like a personal, um, like a small group for, um, I guess it would be like a special needs class. Uh So it's like, she's like a personal, like there's the teacher and then she's like a personal, uh, I guess like paraprofessional, like with small group of kids within the larger class. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's great. So there were, there are a lot of siblings. Yeah. I have two younger brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them, they all right. Yeah, they're good. My middle brother is, uh, he's four years younger than me. He's married, has a kid, lives in Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, my youngest brother lives in Japan. He's eight, he eight years younger than me. He's teaching yeah. English in Japan. Uh huh. Yeah. Eight years is a, is a fun gap, right? I'm, I'm older than my, my brother by eight years, mm-hmm. nine years. But it's like it's, it's it's a good gap because you can be buddies, but also he like I feel like he got into a lot of like music and stuff from me, you know, yeah, like that we have that sort sure. of like big brother relationship for that. So stuff. was there was there music in the house when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, my dad my dad played guitar and my dad taught me in E, e major, A minor, and then I taught myself everything else. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Really cool um, from there. Yeah, so he he played music and they always had like records and what kind music of stuff? on. You like general classic rock stuff. Uh-huh. Um, his favorite thing was Zap, like Zappa is like his favorite thing. You like that? Not really. <laughs> He's into like guitar god stuff, like yeah. a, like technician musician, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm like super just into melody, like simple, yeah, like rock, you know, pop rock song, and he's just into the guys that just shred. I'm know? starting to veer into like prog rock, which is I can't get it's, into it's it. a scary thing to say, but like. 
like King Crimson starting to make sense. I like that. I like that stuff. Uh, it's been like I don't know. I, I started to like jazz a lot more. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The further along I get. And do you listen to Best Show? Uh, I only listened to like a couple episodes where it's like a specific guest that I was into hearing. He loves Robert Fripp so much, That's and I'm just getting all these like, like <laughs> you know, oh well, he plays on like five Bowie records, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah really? Yeah. That's yeah. well, the Fripp, the Fripp Eno like ambient music that is shit all really, is really good. So hard, yeah, it's, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Um. So I guess like what you know what got you sort of interested then in the uh, you know the tract of of uh, underground music. I mean, it was. Um, I guess the I was actually having this conversation recently because I I recently met and hung out with Ian MacKay, uh-huh. which was like yeah. he like cool. he like sent me an email the other day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's insane. Do insane. You mind, do you insane. mind telling that the story that you posted on Facebook? Sure. Oh, oh sure, sure. My God. Yeah. So I didn't even think about. This, yeah. But um, well, to answer your first question, it was sort of like I, the first like music that resonated with me was like Nirvana. Yeah. And then. But it was still sort of like, oh, those are like rock star, unattainable. Like I don't even know how you would go about yeah, achieving yeah, yeah. that. Even um, though they're like they're a little bit different than like Guns and Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Still... they're still like enormous like rock stars. But then the the gap from like I like this music, but there's no way I could ever play guitar, you know, right. like and be and do it like professionally in any capacity. And then like sort of. Discord Records, Ian MacKay yeah. related projects were sort of like the oh they just did it because they wanted to and they did it themselves. Right. I didn't they even know you could out. do that. Yeah, and then that sort of just was like oh okay, like I can do it. Uh huh. Um, but the story, the the Ian MacKay story was uh, we were in the Discord office because Laura's publicist is also the Discord Records publicist. Uh-huh. So we were in DC and we were just hanging out there and we didn't even think we were going to meet Ian and then Ian came in and we were like. Oh, okay. Like, and we were just talking about like van, van issue, like, you know, just like mechanic stuff, like car trouble stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Hey, come, come over before you guys head back to New York. Come, come to the discord house. And so he took us around for like an hour and a half. Such a sweetheart. Like just, I mean, it was, it was great. It was like, I don't know. I can't even really figure out how to compare it to anything. Just that, you know, the, the, the fantasy in your head that it's like, it's like, oh, you know, and then we meet, but then we also hang out and like talk yeah. like normal people. And he's like, here's a, <laughs> just like, yo, you know that photo of Minor Thread on the porch, right? And we're like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we do. I'm and vaguely he's like, aware. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you see the, uh, the, the skateboard? There it is. And he just uh-huh. points and it's just sitting there on the ground, like yeah, the skateboard yeah. from the porch photo. It uh-huh. was just like crazy stuff like that, just uh-huh. every two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, speaking of the car trouble stuff, he was like, um, he asked about like what my favorite Discord record was, which is a funny question to have him ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I love the argument, but I can't listen to it on tour anymore because once on tour... The, our van's drive shaft fell out while listening to the argument, so it's like, and it almost killed us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I feel like there's like bad karma. I can't listen to it on tour. And he told me that the first like ten seconds of the argument record is like a soundscape recording of Fugazi's drive shaft falling out of their van. Fucking and unreal. and then he just grabbed me by the shoulders and just looked me in the eyes. and was like, "You're absolved. You can listen to it now." <laughs> And I was, I almost started crying. <laughs> like, this is so crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So that was like, okay, 
So when did the when, when where's the drive shaft story come from? Is that is that a Ladderman drive no, shaft? No, it was this this band Air Raid Barcelona that I was in sort of at the same time as Ladderman. Oh, okay. Um it was like um I was in it it was like a year. It was we were only a band for like a year. Yeah. Um but was it part of the part of that same scene, that Long Island scene? No, it was actually new we uh we were New Paltz based because I went up state to go to school. Oh, okay. And so I met all those folks uh-huh. up there. Okay. Um but I was still in Ladderman. Um, like the Latterman people, all were still on Long Island. Oh, okay, and so yeah. So so you join Latterman, and they are they they're, they're established at that point. Or they like, were, but they in? hadn't put out any records yet. Uh huh. So I joined right before the recording of the first record. Right. So I only played on I played on like half of the first record. Uh huh. And Phil, who is the other guitar player in Latterman, also in Iron Sheik. Yeah. He played, he like did both guitar tracks on some of the stuff, and then I did on like half of it or whatever. And you were how old? <laughs> I was uh, 14? <laughs> 15? <laughs> yeah, I went on tour for the first time at 15. So, and I'm sure you were, like who's the, who's the next youngest person in that band then? Um, Pat, I think Pat and Maddie were the same grade in high school they uh-huh. were they were juniors when i was a freshman oh okay and phil was a senior is that how you you, you met maddie and i went to catholic school freshman year uh-huh. and maddie went to that same school yeah and pat and phil both went to the public school that i transferred to sophomore year gotcha. sorry if that's confusing no, but no, 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 no so i did good. end up going to high school with all of them but just uh-huh. at different high schools. different different yeah. times different high schools and yeah. then like so you meet you meet uh you meet maddie joe and uh Pat and Pat Phil, and and then and then was there like a was there like a Long Island scene that was going on at that time? For too? sure, yeah, for sure. It was all you know. It was well, it was weird because there was a few, few different things going on. Like Laura, um, she was involved with uh, like ska punk scene, which I had no connection with at all. Right. Um, and the the world I was sort of in was like the DIY punk stuff, which yeah, was all yeah. like basement show stuff like i don't know we never never really went to shows at venues in that Uh scene whereas like the ska punk kids were all like they were like proper venue shows it seemed like at this place like there was a venue called ground zero in belmore Uh that would have like all day matinee stuff and yeah yeah. but we were sort of more like basement show suburb uh you know parents house shows right (laughs) yeah (laughs) which was fun it was i mean yeah it was a good time so and so you started you went on tour when you were 15 years old Mm -hmm. and so did you did you talk to tommy stinson about that then when you were doing the um we didn't we didn't even really i did and he was like he was great it was really really awesome hanging out and talking with him but he was for sure there to like do the job of doing the interview, and he had he he didn't have any interest in being my buddy. Yeah, know? like I was like, you know, yeah, uh-huh. I, I toured when I was really young too. And he's like, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'd like to get this over with as quickly as right. possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he was awesome. That yeah. Was, so, but like being 15 years old and like going going on tour like that. I mean, you're I know I read that like. Your parents basically signed over that so that Phil was kind of responsible for you yeah. while you were gone. Because he was the only one over eighteen. He, uh-huh. he was eighteen. That's insane. Yeah, and to Maddie me. and Pat were sixteen, and well, I or it was fifteen. Because there's yeah. this whole. I think that there's this mythology to Ladderman that's, you know, it's insane that you were as young as you were like while you were doing it, and then there's also you know, it happens in such a short period of time. 
and then it's over with in like 2008 mm-hmm. and then there's you know this aspect of, of y'all being like one of those bands that's just hugely influential and all these people are like oh my god i wish i could have seen latterman and then you know you know i'm just like well we played here like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean it was it there's a lot of i mean people ask that like question i guess about like why why was it that way that like i think it was just the internet as like silly of an answer as it is of just sort of like the timing of when we were active uh. and the scene in which we were active in which was largely you know i was 100% self booked touring right. and just playing wherever people would have us you know there was you know it was just like and and the internet not yet being a, a way that people consumed music regularly you know like yeah it was just uh, a lot of it. Just seems to have happened like after the fact. Exactly, basically. like just after. Seems like. <laughs> like yeah, like I, I got into into Reviver, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, okay. Well, Maddie Joe was in this band called Ladderman, mm-hmm. and then I go into into that, and I'm just like, <laughs> she sure was. <laughs> like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. So, so when it was when it was going on for you then, because you you left. Before the before the last record came out, yeah, I I was the I was sort of like leaving the band for a while. Like there was like sort of a plan of like I wanted to go back to school and finish like get get my degree and like uh-huh. Latterman okay, seriously high school tw- degree no no my okay. college right. degree <laughs> no I know well I was in the I was in the band till I was twenty one oh you know? okay. Like, okay so yeah. um yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I took a year off and we seriously toured. We did one tour that was six months long. Like wow. it just, just kept going for, it, and it was like, it was just stupid. You know, like uh-huh. the last, the last show I played on tour with Ladderman was at Gilman street. Uh-huh. And then we slept in a squat for four days that didn't have water or electricity yeah. in, in Berkeley. And it was, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, sure. you know, and then we drove straight across the country uh-huh. to go home because we, we canceled the rest of the tour yeah. and, and just went straight home from California. We just drove straight and it was, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So, so the, was it supposed to be six months and then you were, I think it was, that was the plan. It was just like, uh-huh. we're doing, we're going to just keep doing this to do it and there was no there wasn't I mean not that there was no like thought involved but it wasn't it was like um it was the thinking was like quantity over quality for sure you know like it was like if we play a million shows Uh like why don't we just play like 30 shows that are great (laughs) instead of like you know like because there's really no way to I'm sure that you're going through the same tracks during a six month tour yeah just kept going circling Uh I mean like we would go we would be in New York in the middle of it or whatever uh-huh. and like be home for a week but just keep going you know yeah. like it was it was wild w- would it pick up a little bit like when you hit you know like Chicago the second time are there more people there or was I, it not not really right <laughs> I mean in theory it sounds so yeah, great yeah but you're young and yeah you're yeah dumb and yeah I mean it was it was fun like it's definitely like I look back I, I out of a six month tour I try to only remember the fun stuff yeah yeah. (laughs) but there was a lot of you know like it's like i don't know i mean we were just in a punk squat for four days with no like being like when's the next show oh in olympia next week Uh you know like okay we'll just wait here till then and then we'll like it was just it wasn't like a properly routed or booked tour it was just like long stretches of Uh downtime and 
and compounded with not great shows so <laughs> being the tent poles. I guess how do you how do you um, how does that kind of vocalize itself for you? Are you so are you somebody who kind of like keeps that part of you that's like this isn't fun, this isn't good? Is that something they keep internal, or was it? No, I mean I would have I would have conversations with with Phil from the band about it, and it was sort of like I was I told Phil. You know, I do want to go back to school. I've t- I took a year off with intention of going back, you yeah. know, and, and spending that year, that six-month tour was part of that, half of that year. Um, and so I was like, I do still want to stick with the plan of going back to school. And then we had, like, a European tour on the books, like, ready to go. And I was like, I'll, I'd like to go to Europe, so I think I'll leave the band after Europe. And they're all like, okay, you know, that makes sense. If you're going to go back to school yeah. and we're going to keep going at this pace, uh-huh. that's fine. You do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of made sense that I I just, I think it was probably just the timing of like school was going to start. And so it was like, okay, well, I'm going to actually not go to Europe. And they're like, okay, sure, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, but it was all good. It was all, everyone understood. And I think they they slowed down and stopped soon thereafter. I think they broke up a year later. They were yeah. just like, we're, they, it was, I think I just left early. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It um, was so frenetic. It just catches up to yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Um And it, it was funny, you know, having, uh, Reviver was on the show in May and, and talking to... Was it Maddie and Erica or... It was really, really cute because mm-hmm. I, I asked Maddie and Erica if they wanted to be on it and then they were like, we'd love to. We want everybody to be Okay, on it. that's a lot of people talking. Yeah, yeah. so it was um, uh, uh, PK uh, opted out, uh, which was, you know, made things a little bit easier. But, um, but Kevin was there too. And, and so it was, it was the three of us and it was, it was fun. Me with a microphone, the three of them with Sharing one, one microphone, yeah, yeah. And Kevin just kind of like sitting there in the back and then... <laughs> And then I like finally broke through to Kevin a little uh-huh, bit, uh-huh. and that guy's got stories to tell. <laughs> He's so funny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you know, it's I guess it's funny because there's like there's that that uh, that punk news post that oh, it was geez. news to me that 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 was uh, you know. Uh, what was a private conversation that was then taken as as a statement about uh, about Latterman and Maddie Joe just being like, "Yo, fuck this," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I guess it's like it's you know there's always that sort of uh, I guess like kind of you know burnout that gets associated with Latterman, mm-hmm. um, but it's I guess it's just funny to like kind of always like look at it and be like no everybody seems to have just been very chill and like Mm -hmm. everybody was friendly and it was all like good and there wasn't any like combativeness to it Mm -hmm. it's not vh1's behind the music oh not at all they're still you know i consider them all my best friends yeah i mean we probably talk every six months we don't speak on regularly necessarily but everything's great and like when we did the reunion stuff two years a year and a half ago um it was so much fun and doing those reunion things were sort of like um it was it's nice to be able to like be away from each other both like you know geographically and just we're just not close anymore yeah um but then to come back together in the context of when we were close and like actually play shows that people are at (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally you know it was like it was great it was really fun and they're they're the best so what'd you go to school for then English. Well, what were you doing with that? Um, it was creative writing centric, um, uh-huh. like fiction writing, yeah. which I haven't done 
much of since oh, <laughs> since getting a degree in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I ha- it's yeah. I just was really into. I mean, we were talking about Faulkner before, but I was super into literature, and I was just in- inspired by teachers I had. Yeah, who were you know whatever writers and whatever capacity. Who, who else were you reading? Uh, I mean, in college, yeah, uh, I, a lot of James Baldwin. I took like a James Baldwin oh, yeah. course, like it was specifically That's Baldwin. It was tight. really good, really, really good. He wrote some really good boxing essays. Uh, oh yeah, I read a yeah. lot of boxing mm-hmm. essays, and his shit is so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, I mean, it's so lyrical. I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, like every stupid college kid that read Bukowski <laughs> and like all all the angry men, and right. it's like you yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, grow yeah. out of that, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like okay, actually, this guy's just a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, that happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's the advice that I give to to people is that like anybody that's reading Kerouac over the age of twenty five, yeah, 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 don't yeah. trust them. They're yeah. not. They're not good news. <laughs> So then, so you, so you, you go to school and it's away from the city, right? You're, you're no, kind of... well, I went to school for two years in upstate near where Laura and I live now, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and then took the year off to do that Latterman stuff full time and then went back to school at Hunter College in, oh, okay. in the city. Yeah, All right, Finished cool. there. And then that's kind of where, like, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the ska scene and then the, the, the underground scene because the ska, ska scene's centered around ASOB, right? Ish, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So, and then you got, you got Bomb the Music Industry mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it feels like everything's, like, coming together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. Laura and I didn't meet until... Uh, I was 21 and she was 22, uh-huh. and but we were both peripherally very close to each other. Like she was involved in punk ska scene on Long Island, yeah, and I I was in like a very similar world. We just never met each other until we were in our 20s. So uh-huh. just funny. It just d- doesn't make any sense that that happened. But I'm I'm. It's probably for the best that we didn't meet when we were teenagers. You know? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, tell me about like that time of, uh, you know, when she was starting to write songs. She was saying that how it took a little bit of convincing from from people like you to just be like, you should record these. Like you can make a record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we were playing. We met when her and I both were working at a music summer camp. Uh-huh. We were both like counselors at like a sleepaway camp for it was like rock camp basically. Yeah. Um, and she she like played me like you know, uh, laptop recordings that Uh she made. And I was like, these are awesome. Like, you ever want to play with somebody else? It was all just like solo acoustic singing, you know, like, and so we started playing together. And then that's like, we started playing together at around the same time we started becoming like in a relationship. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so those both, those, those two aspects of our relationship started basically at the same time. Uh And then, um, and then I started playing bass with her, and like a friend of mine started playing drums, and we just started playing like shows, uh-huh. and it was fun. And I was like, "Your songs are awesome. You should you should record them." And yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. she called it a record because she thought this is gonna be the only record I make. It's, uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Like her, like Jeff and I basically were like, "Why don't you record record these songs? They're awesome. Like you know, yeah. we'll put them out." And then uh-huh. Jeff put them out. You know, like. Yeah. So, so once you once you like get to that phase, is it like all right? Well, now you got a tour. Is she kind of just like all right? Yeah. All right. Cool. We're, yeah. We're I don't know. It was it was because the first tour we did was with Bomb was with Jeff. Uh huh. So that was sort of like all happening at the same time where she made that record, 
Jeff put it out, and then Jeff was like, let's tour together. And that's sort of what the ball started rolling. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the, I guess there's that, you know, that aspect and, you know, the the, the working relationship and then, you know, the, the relationship that you're in, you know, as a, as a now married couple. It's, it's how does it uh, function, you know, where you're supportive in, in a couple of, of different ways as it goes, and especially with somebody who... Um, has I I hear I I read Laura's lyrics sometimes and I'm just like <sighs> yeah 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 <laughs> I mean yes <laughs> it's uh I totally I mean when I hear sometimes like when I hear songs for the first time yeah of hers uh-huh. it's uh, it can be emotionally de- devastating. Yeah, <laughs> like I right. mean, it's like, uh-huh. fuck, I gotta play bass on this. Song? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, it's it's they're good, they're great songs, but uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it's it is yeah, I mean, there's a tear shed here and there, you know, right. <laughs> when it's like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. there's this is a great song. It moved me emotionally, but. Like, it's a specific way that it moved me most because I care right. so much, you um, know, I care so much about you. And uh, the, the the true emotional expression is so beautiful. But yeah. it's also like you're clearly, you're going through a hard thing. Right. You know? Well, and it's also like a different part of yourself where it's like, all right, this is a song about how I feel. And it's like, you know, I'm being very hard on myself, but that's... That doesn't mean that I I'm not like very confident in my you know my abilities to like go and push as a band and so were you like I guess it's like it's looking a little bit more like a like a planned venture than the uh, the six months and oh we'll just stay at the squat house so were you were, were you like uh, pensive about getting back into like a a touring life or was it... um a little but it was exciting because. Um... Yeah, I mean, it got it got like, I guess just coming from DIY, the the impulse is, well, I, we know how to do this ourselves because we've always done it ourselves. So, like, and then you just sort of, it smoothly transitioned into like agent manager, you know, like doing it more like quote unquote like right. legit or whatever. Not no, that no. that it's well, that's not that's what I mean, like but. not <laughs> Jeff's quote unquote. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> right, right, uh-huh. right. Um, but so yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I value I value the experiences of of doing it myself. Yeah. Uh, in my young in like when I was younger, and I feel like just sort of implementing the things you learn, um, good for better or worse, implementing those things into how to have you know just like a, a functioning adult life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I guess looking at. Uh, the way things have kind of gone for for you as as times progressed it's kind of like been a you know a series of like readjusting things that way and like you know still like maintaining maintaining that but also it's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna grow up but like maybe i'll start like contributing like to noisy here Uh uh uh-huh things like it's uh I guess it's something that I think about about a lot having, you know, recently turned 30. It's like, all right, let's see how I can, like, function in my adulthood the best way that I can. But also, like, let's put creative energy into places. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, for sure. That. I mean, it was like, you know, it had been a, a plan and a, a, a desire for a while to buy a house. And, you know, for two people who subsist their their income 
both streams of revenue are roughly the same thing, you know, yeah. like that it's like we're, you know, we're both musicians. Like we were, we were for like our whole twenties, like full-time musicians, like that would take a gig here and there for like some cash or whatever. But like uh -huh. primary, primary revenue was from playing music and you know, it's difficult to, it's difficult to subsist that way, you know? Yeah. Like, so, um, we sort of just had to, you know, you do have to readjust and you have to say like, I don't know, like I, you know, take, taking other work and doing, doing other things. Um, we were able to figure it out somehow, you know, like, I'm just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. We pulled it off. It took us like two years, but like, yeah, we bought a house. Like it's crazy. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's in Woodstock, right? It's near Woodstock. Okay. It's like just outside of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful country. So, you know, it was, I, I really, you know, I, I got a great sense of enjoyment when Laura was on the show and, you know, the fact that you two were traveling together and she was, you know, playing the Murder by Death shows and mm -hmm. then y'all came over and I was, I was so happy that you came in with that Brett the Hitman Heart enamel pin because yeah. I was like, wow, we're going to talk yeah. about that. But I, it, cause seriously, because, you know, Lauren and I went into it went into the interview and I was like, I said, like, I'm, I'm glad that I saw that because I would have just wanted to talk about that goddamn Kudrow segment. <laughs> Holy shit. Now you're here and I'm so good. That, that is one of seriously that's one of my favorite releases of the past i haven't time. listened to it in a long time but it, it i it's yeah i'm proud of it i really like those songs it was it it's a real like lightning in the bottle mm -hmm, mm -hmm. recording do you do you feel that way about it i get i mean i would have to i feel like it's like long enough uh distance from it that i would hear it and like newly hear it now if I were to listen to it but I yeah I mean I don't know it was we did it's funny because like Jeff is so 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 busy now these days yeah. and um the joke whenever Jeff and Dave are and I are in the same room which never happened like one, uh -huh. one, once a year we'll end up at the same wedding or something right, you know? yeah, like yeah. um but Kudrow reunion is like a funny joke that will, you know, obviously never happen. <laughs> Everyone's just so so busy, but it's like, hey, look, let's get together and make another seven inch. It's like, no way, Jeff. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you make it happen. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. How did it How did it go uh, initially? Was it just like, We were just all like buddies in Brooklyn and uh -huh. like hanging out a lot. And I think bomb, bomb stuff was on like a, in like a slow period. Yeah. And Jeff was just writing songs. And he played baritone guitar in, uh -huh. that, in that band. Yeah. And I think he would like recently got a baritone guitar and wanted to like, wanted to play with it more, you know? Right. And it was like, let's, and it was just like power trio with a baritone guitar instead of a regular guitar uh -huh. we all like super chunk and you know like Yo, <laughs> let's real. let's make some cool like poppy like power trio song. and you recorded it live right you, i think so yeah yeah because the there's the, i guess it, there's just like kind of a looseness to that uh -huh, and there's uh -huh. that i get i always like read it as kind of this you know these three people who are who are making they're just making a seven inch together and it's it's they all have their separate things and if it was under different circumstances maybe there would be a little bit more like care into tightening sure, it up. Sure, not sure. to say that it's like sloppy but it's just like it's so like free the uh -huh. recording it's it's got that that vibe to it that it's just like man this is just fun and that's all that they're 
interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the super chunk thing, it's like I totally look at that seven inch and then I look at, you know, what happens a couple years later with like Joyce Manor and fucking oh. Alison Crutchfield is on tour with Super Chunk right now. Yeah, like yeah, it felt yeah. like y'all like predated the that sort of that indie influence that's come into pop punk mm-hmm. recently. Huh. I never even really thought about that. I guess because like Swearin was a band. Yeah, it was like sort of contemporary happening at the scene. I feel like yeah. we played a Death by Audio Death by Audio show with Swearin even with Kudrow. But um, that, I think that's true. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun and there was. We would play very rarely, but like, you know, we would play, we played like Philly twice, but we played the fest once, but right. the other shows where it was just like always Brooklyn, you know, we never really like, so... never toured around or anything. Damn, I would love it. <laughs> you should at least like play a set, right? Like... I, we probably could. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Oh, actually the last, the last Kudrow show that happened, I didn't play it because I went to the hospital right before like uh-huh. that afternoon, Why? I choked on a piece of steak. Oh my god! Like, and Laura like Heimlicked me. No shit. Like I was, I would have choked out. I would have died. Yeah. But um, Fuck. it was it was stuck. Like uh-huh. a piece was still stuck, so I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> but John Dominici, who plays in Bomb and Jeff's band, yeah, 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 yeah. he just learned the songs and uh-huh. in the van outside the show and played the show <laughs> for me. But that was the last Kudrow show, I think, and I didn't wow. I didn't play it. Oh my god. I was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh what's Garwacky doing now? He works for he's like um he's like front end developer, like head of that department, I guess, um at Warby Parker. That company. Oh no way. So he's just he's like full on like yeah. killing it with web development and he's uh yeah. He, he doesn't play from, music that much anymore these days, I don't think. No, he and no. I are from the same town. Oh, really? Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. Well, he's he's older than me, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Did you know his brother, John Garwacki? I knew John Garwacki because uh, our dads were both involved in... Uh, we had, like, a roller hockey. Oh, league. cool. And so the, the roller hockey was, like... It was, like, right by my house, so I would just hang out there all the time. So uh-huh. his, his dad was, like, one of the coaches. That's and I knew funny. John, and then... Yeah, once uh, once I got into this and saw like pink cows, yeah, I yeah. was like, that there's there aren't too many garlic. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I met Dave. Dave was the drummer of the band that had the drive shaft thing with the oh, Fugazi really? story. Oh, Dave okay. was the drummer of that band, and uh-huh. I met Dave in New Paltz when I went up there, and he was he was going to school on a hockey scholarship. So that's no so shit. funny that you would say that. Oh yeah. my god, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, that's good. And, you know, it's it's funny, like, the, the, the three of you have, like, gone on. Jeff is, like, just doing such unbelievable shit. It's awesome. Shit. Yeah, it's, so, so awesome. I love that he's got Huguenor in that band, because, like, you know, once I... Going back and, like, listening to that to that Kudrow, it's like, oh, yeah, your influences are Super Chunk, and Jeff loves Mike Huguenor <laughs> so much, and this is, like, it's Mike Huguenor tribute <laughs> Them Them as, like... Do like two guitarists together is so perfect. Yeah. Because Huguenor is like precision. Like just he's such an incredible guitarist, like yeah. you know, and and like, you know, on a dime, you know, and right. Jeff's sort of just all over the place and oh. frenetic, and I just feel like they balance each other's energies with as two guitarists playing yeah. together so well. Yeah, it's so good. And yeah. then, like Huguenor is just like like I hey, I got uh, I got 
25 seconds for you. You think you can do something? Yeah, I know you can do something. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and, and looking at uh, looking at the way things things have kind of gone with Laura, I always felt that there was, uh, you know, you, you build up to wheel and, and you make that with Kevin McMahon mm-hmm. and, and it sounded so great. And mm-hmm. it sounded, you know, that Titus Andronicus record. Yeah. It seemed like it was a like sort of deliberate uh, choice. Um, just with like the the Americana that uh-huh. is, is that's on the record, and um, I, I've always felt that that was such an anomaly in how good that record is, and and the fact that it didn't cross over has, has always blown my mind. Yeah, I don't quite understand it either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know who knows what goes into the. I mean, it's all timing and dumb luck really you know yeah. i don't know i mean who knows i think it's i think it's good and people still come to it it's like a it's just like a super slow burn in that way where people still are coming to it you know what i mean and finding it yeah who knows you know like the who knows yeah i don't know i think it's really it's really good <laughs> i mean from from your perspective too where it's like you're you're obviously uh, you know, you're a part of the the making of these songs, but you're objective enough to, I think, probably be in a position of just being like, yeah, wait, this is fucking good. Why isn't it? Why isn't it happening? I guess you, you can't really think about that too much, though, right? No, I mean, like, also, it's like, I don't know, like, it, it's uh, it's enabled us to keep playing music, and yeah. you know, like, if like still still tour and people still show up so it's like all right you know it's all working you know but i i know what you mean it does feel like that record didn't didn't get its just due who knows why like whether it was like the team quote unquote sorry i keep doing air quotes on a podcast but um the team the team around it um who knows you know it could have just been like oh the right the right person wasn't booking or the right person wasn't marketing it or whatever like who knows what like Uh millions of of like different scenarios could have been and would have had different outcomes who knows i mean it's one of the what i do love about it is that it kind of like i think cocksure is such a good response to that because uh-huh. i think that record has a pretty solid middle finger aspect to it it's like it's not like over the top but it's just like yo fuck yeah it's yeah. just like so confident and sort of just like yeah you know what whatever her new record is very good <laughs> <laughs> what she was saying I saw her when she I, I saw her when she was on tour with the Wonder Years oh sure 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 and then I got there and I was like that's Morgan and Max mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. a cool backing band <laughs> and then she was like afterwards she's like do you think I should stop introducing us as Laura Morgan and Max and I was like no I don't think so at all <laughs> so so is you know you're able to tour with her sometimes and then yeah know. I'm not I um I've got a full-time gig these yeah. days um I'm I like managing a music venue in Woodstock and so I'm not touring I'm not like touring full-time at all anymore um but I have been able to do like weekend you know, one-off things or whatever, Uh if that comes up, but I'm not, uh, I'm not doing like month long hauls anymore. Just, I'm like, you know, I'm stay at home working guy now. How is it being (laughs) on the other side of it? Doing the booking? It's cool. And I mean, it's sort of, it's the same, same thing I was sort of saying before of like taking what I've learned from the experience of doing it myself for so long and like being involved in the aspect, uh, as, as like artist or, you know, like person playing music and, I've sort of just like taken all that stuff I've learned 
yeah. and just applied it in this in this capacity, and it's it's great. It's going it's going really well, um, and yeah, it's all sort of it's it's self mo- motivated now. Everything's sort of like running smoothly. Yeah, it's nice. Isn't it's it wild when you like you th- you think about like oh like what the you know I'm not sure if you you go through this the same set of thinking, but like. You know, I'm starting to... Shit, I don't like that I'm saying this uh, and it's being recorded, but I'm starting to think about, like, transitioning out of the thing that I've been doing for seven years. Okay. And I'm like, you know, well, what the what the fuck am I supposed to do? I've, I've been working at, at a coffee shop for for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then you, you look at, like, okay, well, like, you know, here's what you've actually been doing. And the 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 fact that like you do so many things that you don't even think about doing like within within your shit yeah yeah and then you realize that like oh I, I can actually like do a lot mm-hmm. very easily yeah and it's uh, you know it's not from the back of a minivan sure or, yeah right <laughs> you know, being yeah. behind a counter yeah yeah I mean for sure and really the you know I I do. I like playing music. It's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I still get to. Um, I just don't have, you know, I'm not like doing six week long tours, you know, which is actually like at first it was a, a, a little bit of a difficult transition because um, just for me personally, because Laura left for soon after I decided like I was like offered this position, you know, they basically said like, you can have like, you know, yep, we're, we're ready to go. We're really happy to have you, but you can't tour anymore. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, I have a decision to make because the Laura Jeff tour that they did last year yeah. was like about like coming up in like six weeks. So I sort of was like, all right, well, I have a choice to make. And it was like difficult because sort of right away, Laura was out on tour with like all of our best friends and I was like FOMO at home, you know, uh-huh. like, Oh boy, like I wish I could be hanging out, but sort of it was, uh, other than like being bummed to have to miss that tour, which seemed really fun. Um, I'm sort of into being home. Like, I don't know. It's, it's nice being home and not having to do right six week, like nine hour drives, you know, sort of, but uh, you know, the thing that I like the most is the hour a day I'm playing music, which I still get right. to do like just on, like less uh frequent i guess uh-huh, but yeah. like last weekend i went i flew to phoenix and houston and played two shows with craig finn how the hell did that happen he's he's a buddy and he yeah. his his regular bass player is um the drummer of mgmt oh okay and so mgmt is like newly on cycle and like uh-huh. just touring for the next two years yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so craig had these festival shows uh-huh. and I played a show with him last year actually, but he's just a, he's a friend and you know, when he's up in the area, he, he stayed at our place, yeah. you know, like, so, um, how'd, he's, you, how'd you meet him originally? He's, he just DM'd Laura and asked her to sing chill out tent at, um, at Riot Fest with them. Uh huh. Just, I think he just knew like the records or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. he just sent her a Twitter oh, DM wow. and he was like, Hey, you know, you don't want to, you do want to do the, like the, the female vocal part or whatever at, uh-huh. at Riot Fest. And, um, and then we just like became friendly and oh, he, that's awesome. he did like that living room tour solo uh-huh. and he played a show up near us yeah. and we went and hung out and he stayed at our place. And so we just, we just became buddies and, uh, he came and saw us play a New York show with Laura. And then he asked Laura the next day, like, Hey, do you know anyone who would be good to play bass? Like my bass player can't play these shows. And, uh-huh. and she was like, what about Mike? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. And so he, he was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him play. He, he could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so Yeah. Amazing. It was awesome. I and mean, he's, he's super, 
fun hang. Like really, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, really fun hang. Like that guy, like finding that band in college. Oh my god! And I, I just like I, it was. <laughs> Like, Boys and Girls in America came out when I was, like, a, a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And there were so many good interviews that he did talking about writing and talking about books. Yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all of that process mm-hmm. shit. And then I was, I just lapped that shit up. And, like, for real, like, so much of of this is an extension of just being like, man, I... I like to hear about what this guy has to say yeah. about really mm-hmm. anything because it all colors so much. Yeah, he's yeah he just the um, the festivals we played. He he uh, we just like yeah we just hung out and exactly just like sort of shot shot the shit about music and baseball and books. You know, it was like yeah. really fun. Yeah, he's he's a you should have him on the show. I'd love that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I really should. That's a, that's, a, that's a fantastic idea. Well, I mean, it's been really, really cool being able to, to have you over and get to meet up and, and, yeah. and talk about shit and under under such great circumstances. For sure. You're going to Raw tonight. Sure am. What do you, you got? What do you got a you got a prediction? This is coming out on Wednesday, so oh, so it'll be moot by then. But with like, who's who's <laughs> show? Oh man, I um, think Rhonda starts the show. Yeah. I think if so. they're smart, they do that. Uh-huh. Because just get like a big happy pop at the beginning of the show. She was great. <sighs> she was so good. That was a, that was like one of my favorite matches of the night. And it, I just like did not expect it to yeah. be. Yeah. Everyone in the match too. I mean like everyone was sort of putting Ronda under a microscope and being like, she's not going to pull it off. She yeah. can't pull it off. Totally. But everyone, like Stephanie was amazing. Stephanie like, was so good. Yeah. Kurt was good, you know? I mean, obviously Hunter's going to be good. But. And, like, yeah, it was just fun to, uh, it was fun to watch, like, a really old school, like, tag team match mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a, you know, Stephanie going around to pull Ronda from the apron yeah, before yeah, the tag. I love sure. that shit. Yeah. I had so much fun last night. I, I think, uh, I don't know, this is kind of one of those, one of those things where, you know, being, being an adult is great, but, you know, carving out. Four days oh, for sure! <laughs> in your year to just go and, and be a, be a kid, be a kid and a consumer. <laughs> it's so, but for real, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. me. This was awesome. I didn't know, uh, don't know you too well, but I knew you liked wrestling and the replacements. Yes, so <laughs> I knew like we're gonna be buds. Heck yeah! <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Thanks, man. You came with your faith unshaken, unabashed. Oh my darling, you